0: Describe this team in sixty-three words. Ready go. Poignant. Point.
1: Cut
0: it. <laughs> We are coming at you live from the Bruins and Bruins Studios in, well, part of it's in Maine, part of it's in San Diego. We are the Bruins and Bruins Podcast A, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins Diehards, Pride Diehards, and DraftKings. I'm Drew Johnson. We're here with Cam Hasbrook and Chris Gear, uh, the flirt, the Fern Flaman, <laughs> podcasting. Um, Fern Flaman's also now. I'll note my uh, NHL 23 player. Uh, incredible that is,
1: is that how it's pronounced because i've been going with Flamin'.
2: yeah i think is uh, way better maybe it's, i don't
0: think or maybe it's florida man f-l-a <laughs> man <laughs> i just florida, man.
1: like shouts to hockey of tomorrow uh tweeting out like prompt tweets and things uh, for me to just shit post on uh, (laughs) (laughs) like the who is the first person you think of when you see the number 10 and i'm just like fern flamen of course (laughs)
0: Uh, but uh yeah so check us out on twitter at and bruins and scroll way down if you want to know more about that joke uh, (laughs) between two (laughs) fern flamen or flamen's or florida man's um Anyway, before we get into beers, I, I, must, <laughs> toast, I must toast the Quittipiac Bobcats men's hockey team won the national championship um, after defeating Minnesota in the final at the Frozen Four. Uh, they were down 2-0 in the second, uh, got one back in the second, and then another in the third pretty late forcing OT, and then 10 seconds into overtime. Uh, The program's first, and uh, Coach Ram Pecknall has been with that organization since before they were a D1 team back in the 90s and kind of just brought them to where they are today. He has the most, uh, I don't know if it was the most win. I think it is in the NCAA wins. That seems like there's way other, there's like so many coaches that have been there for so long. There's something, (laughs) it's some... He has the most wins in some category. I don't know if it's ECAC maybe or or something like that. But anyway, good for him. Good for the organization. It's someone who went there for five semesters. It's really good for me too. (laughs) Randomly, um, a lot of pride in that school that I haven't had since like 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, yeah. So cheers to the Bobcats. Um, But also – all three of us can cheers. Well, you guys can cheers to that too. All three of us can cheers to the Bruins breaking the uh, all-time wins record in a season 63 for Brad Marchand, And thus, we must rate our beers on a scale of 1 to 63. Ooh, uh, who wants to off. kick us off? Wow. Mm.
1: I will go ahead and do that. Um, I have got myself a mango cart from Golden Road. Um, I had this on the podcast plenty of times. 4.0% alcohol. Just a real banger of a beer here. Um, it is both drinkable and tasteable. I think the one ding on it, drinkability wise, is the uh, sweetness. So I wouldn't wouldn't say you should drink a thousand of these. You'll probably get a pretty mean hangover. Um, so it's it's uh, like a fifty two drinkability, and then tasteability. Oh, it's so tasteable. It tastes like mangoes, uh, mm. straight off of a mango cart. Um, a thing that i've never seen but i'm sure exists. Uh let's go with Let's go with 63 tasteability. Who A full Brad Marchand.
2: Um I Damn. want to apologize to Lancy first of all for this whole 63 thing. Is going to really fuck up his, his spreadsheets. He may have to oh, have a Well, you just divide, it. right? And come up with some averages. See, I don't know, because I feel like the rating is very situational. Like, what it is on a scale of 63 might not be the same as what it is on a scale you of 37. You don't just
1: multiply it by 37 No, No, no,
2: you multiply it by 1.7. Like, mathematically, you would think so, but, like, in effect, you know... When you're rating it on a scale like of 63 versus 37, like you might interpret it. Like there's some inherent bias there is what I'm saying. Okay. So, okay. Um, anyway, I'm drinking. I do like this though, that being said, because I've had blue moon a couple times in the pod and now I get a chance to change my rating, which I would have done anyway. Drinkability. Pretty drinkable. I mean, it's a blue moon out of 63. Wow. I don't even know. I'm like, normally I have like a base to jump from. I'm like really going off the map here. Uh, just multiply go... it by 1.7. I'm gonna go thirty-eight for drinkability. Not quite, you know, like the crispiest of all beers, but um, you know, it's still like a pretty light beer as far as wheat beers go. Uh, tasteability, pretty, pretty high. Give it like a a fifty, like a smooth fifty. Nice, good old Blue Moon. Um,
0: yeah, good old Blue Moon. I actually had a few of those uh, at. When I was in Arizona last week, I wound up going to the uh, Diamondbacks opening day against the L.A. Dodgers. And they had Blue Moon. That's always the old reliable. When I mean, you see it at a bar or at a ball game, apparently. Great uh, ballpark beer. Yeah. You don't really know what you want. You don't know if you want to try something new or you want an old reliable Blue Moon. I don't know why. They just they just are in the places where the regular beers
2: that you, you can go to rely on aren't. It's just always there see yeah. it once in a blue moon like a trusty like trusty good second friend like, not like your best friend but like yeah good but, i mean friend you know <laughs> i mean
0: miller light of course but maybe blue well, moon yeah, can it's...
2: be like the
0: official second best friend of the bruce <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway yeah we if anyone wants to fill that too we don't even have a best friend so far um because <laughs> miller light hasn't gotten with us i have a swish from bissell brothers um, I, I would
1: call Bissell Brothers our best friend of the pod, beer wise. Yeah. I mean, they currently they are,
0: are actually. That is true. I just think I think of Peter more as a friend personally. Chris, it's, I know Cam does. <laughs> yeah. right. never met... met
1: this guy. <laughs> Seems chill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen it's to right. him on our Red, podcast. We met, uh, the golf there. simulator last week.
0: <laughs> I've seen pictures of his kids on Twitter that he posts. <laughs> that's all I know about him. Um. Yeah, usually Drew, the, we did
2: a th- like a 3 hour podcast with him. I feel like you know a
0: little bit more than No, that. no, 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 I'm saying from Chris's perspective. He told us know know him, but story, all Chris, he knows. Chris no, just knows him from Twitter. He's like,
1: interacted with me via our podcast Twitter account. Yeah. Right. Cuz he can't tell if it's me tweeting versus uh, you guys. I, I'm sure you can tell when it's Drew tweeting. Hopefully. Uh, that's well. Uh, exactly. Anyway, Drew, I do want
2: to toast um To your to your Bobcats, I guess I was like kind of torn because on one hand, like as an RPI fan, I wanted, like I'd like to see ECAC teams do well in the tournament because, like you know, you want to have your conference be respected, and I think the ECAC's done a pretty good job of doing that the last like decade or so, two decades really, actually. But um, ends up
0: with Quinnipiac becoming D one. Just saying.
2: Yeah, but that's kind of the other thing. It's like Quinnipiac like joined the show a little late, and then they started winning a lot. So like you know, I'm not a huge fan of them personally, but um, you know, it's, it's like, it was it was it was a, it was a pretty impressive win. It was nice. That tying goal was sweet. Um, and then I saw because the head coach does seem great. I saw some interviews with him. I was watching after. Um, I think he was talking about how the play they ran off the face off, which won it for him, was like a set play they had worked on that one of their associates like assistant coaches had drawn up i think oh um, nice yeah it's gotta be so cool to like be that assistant coach and like all right like here's this play i came up with that we can try off with, like a center ice face off and then like you're in the national championship game in overtime your team runs it and you bury one whatever 10. yeah that's like that's good yeah be- I,
0: I remember one of the players said they had practiced it like a hundred times um And I feel like it's one of those, I feel like you see that in football, like the special teams, you'll Mm -hmm. practice some sort of random player, like, you know, go forward on fourth, do a fake. Um, You practice it a bunch and then like rarely use it. And that's an instance where like, okay, we're going for a goal in OT. Like, let's just whip this out right
2: now in the opening face off. Why not? Um, It worked out. Yeah. Uh, I, I do wish that ESPN would maybe find someone else to broadcast the games Butch seems cool, but he's not the best play by play announcer in my, in my, opinion. But uh, I also wanted to make a toast to something a little bit more relevant to this podcast near Is it dear- the uh,
1: SDSU men's basketball team who uh, sadly fell just short of the national championship in the men's bracket. Um, yeah. I, uh, I just had to make sure that uh, I shouted them out uh, for those who don't know, that's where I went to grad school. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, I guess congrats to Rob Schlosser and his uh, UConn Huskies, but
2: yeah, it was pretty cool. They were gross. Um, I gross.
0: I saw someone posted somewhere that uh, because of the Huskies, like because UConn won and Quebec won, that Connecticut is now the sports capital of the world. Nah, the um, of and <laughs> uh, let's not let's not get carried away. <laughs> so I will, I will say, uh,
1: <laughs> New England has made a strong claim to uh, keeping connecticut as a part of it uh after the new england patriots instagram account congratulated quinnipiac
0: mm-hmm. yeah that it, that's bold too because quinnipiac southern connecticut so <laughs> it's, it's right by new haven and that's kind of where you get into new york so um bold yeah, but i like it i like it that's that was a
2: political move there yeah. um don't the see thing the I, jets doing that the thing i was alluding to was Oh, I really cherish this. I just saw it on Twitter early today for the first time. Nick Ritchie being put into <laughs> a pivotal, Hall of Fame, he a made pivotal it a shootout for the for the Calgary Flames. They needed, they needed, they needed, they absolutely needed to to win that game. And Daryl Sutter, God bless his heart, said, "I know my man." In the in in the Nick most clutch boy. of times to secure a playoff spot. I'm sorry, Jess. We're going with our big beefy boy, Nick Ritchie, in the goddamn shootout. I
1: saw some really funny tweets. Shouts to uh, Greg Wyshynski, uh... who tweeted the uh, the image of Andre Kopitar <laughs> addressing the Kings fans with mm-hmm. the quote, you guys hear that Daryl put Nick Ritchie in the shootout? <laughs> um yeah uh incredible stuff i i love nick richie uh daryl sutter's quotes about it after the game were absolutely hilarious basically just saying stats don't matter vibes only
2: <laughs> love, it. love it all about the vibes <laughs>
1: oh man yeah uh he had a couple of uh you know, m- much more accomplished NHL scorers, such as Tyler Toffoli available to him, but I uh, decided to go with our big beefy boy who I assume has never scored a shootout goal in his career. But you know,
2: oh man, yeah, I just saw a great Steve Harvey meme. So, that was... <laughs> uh. um, oh yeah, so
0: drinkability, uh, I'm, gonna give... <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, a a 12, just because uh, usually much more drinkable, but I wasn't planning on having a beer tonight, and last second I decided to. I swish is a heavy one. Tasteability, full, not the full 63. We're going to go some Tim
1: Schaller action 59. Oh, come on. Sorry, I'm watching the Bruins. <laughs> oh, you don't like <laughs> Tim Schaller? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Charlie Lindgren had no stick, and the bees were just passing it around, taking turns slapping it on net and not being able to score. Uh, this is being recorded during the third period of the uh, Capitals game. Woo. Um,
0: but speaking of capital, um.
2: He the didn't Bruins have a glove on either. The Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> Your glove side doesn't fucking have one. No, it's good. You just, know, the problem is is that he's a right catching goalie. They, they he like, just made a glove side? save without a glove on. <laughs> what side are they doing that?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, where are Kat busy the for these goalie year. moments? Oh, man. cat's at work right now. Um, uh, is at her dad's house. <laughs> I was trying to find a clean way to do
0: it, but there ain't one transitioning just to the 63 wins. um, Breaking an NHL record. And we kind of talked about it before how it'd be really cool, but, you know, there are bigger priorities, keeping guys healthy through resting them. And, you know, when you lock it up that early, lock up the president's trophy, uh, don't need to worry about home ice or anything like that. You know, that's when you, okay, I'm going to give especially these older guys some rest. And that's kind of, uh not front and center but now that we have gotten there and <laughs> during a game when six of our starters were rested including patrice bergeron and brad Marchand, um how, how does it feel just you know uh i feel like i'm asking the players like how does it feel to? Uh, how do you guys feel as fans looking at this and being
1: like this is the best team in in history wins wise dude this fucking rocks uh my buddy Woody called me, uh, like during the, the, what would have been the Ford F one fifty final five, uh, just so we could enjoy the moment together. Um, Planning on having him on the pod to uh, to break that down on Friday, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, just it's wild. Like hockey is. 100 years old, 103 years old, or whatever. The Bruins team is 99 years old. Um, I I guess I should have said the NHL is 100 years old. I was going to say, I think hockey was Uh, 1800. Yeah. uh, But man, like having that in the record books, like we've talked about this all year on the podcast. It's just been like the most fun team to watch. Like they're always having a good time, they're always in the game, even if they're down by three goals. Like it's not over. Um, and rarely have they ever been down by three goals this season. Um, and it really speaks to just kind of the, the culture of this team where you can have six of your best players missing, uh, not including, you know, injured guys uh, and still play a competitive game and still have, you know, the, bertuzzi zaka Posternak line is a that's a first line caliber line uh and oh fuck yeah no sick oh let's
2: go always right. love you were with like Nosek a second scored. ahead of me so i knew to look over and i saw that like <laughs> that was beautiful um also I, mean, I hope that is the exact noise you're gonna make throughout the playoffs but just louder so your neighbors hear. oh <laughs> I, yeah i mean
1: I, I get so loud during the playoffs I just didn't yeah. want to hear i don't want to hurt anyone's ears who was listening to this podcast mm-hmm. so I kept my emotions at the yeah
2: no i just I appreciated hard. the sound of it it was great
1: yeah i just uh it's just such a fun fun team to watch and uh such a special experience like i I know a lot of people say like the, none of this counts if they don't win the cup and i mean obviously What's we that? want them obviously we want them to win the cup. <laughs> But like, yeah. even a dominant team like we've we saw the Lightning get swept out of the first round after having the, the historic uh, regular season. Um, I don't think that's going to happen to this Bruins team because we've seen just how deep they are and how prepared they are for anything to happen. And um, but, but still, like the chances that the Bruins win the Stanley Cup are still less than fifty percent. Um and I regardless of what happens like I've still enjoyed the hell out of this season this is still an important thing that's happened and you know we're gonna have this always like this uh, this is something that's you know gonna be able to you know we'll we'll talk about this on this podcast for many years to come
2: yeah the good
1: old it's, days. Not, it's not a banner that Nashville can just throw up when they want to. <laughs>
0: fired. Um fired. But I mean, yeah, Chris, I agree. Special. But, you know, playoffs is, uh, you still only have a one in 16 chance. I don't care what all the analysts say. It's, it's a, know, even, even Stephen at the beginning of the playoffs um but i feel like this team knows this like i'm just from what i've seen on social media and clips of behind the bean and stuff about uh from them post game kind of recognizing that it is a big deal and they're kind of enshrined in history in this way with this record um and people will look back on this team and think wonderful things um but at the end of the day the cup is what you're after and it's almost almost all for naught if you don't get there obviously this will stay there and in 20 years we'll look fondly remember the 22 23 bruins uh no matter what but it'll be uh much more spoken about if you do get that cup um it would be just wow it would be the best team in history if they won the cup you're not just like putting the asterisk like oh yeah regular season or wins wise if you get the cup and with these regular season that they've had, they are the best team that has played in the NHL thus far, which would Great. be super cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think like I'm with Chris on the on the way, and I we talked about it a little bit on the pod before, but like I think you have to enjoy what's going on. Like if you're not if you're hinging your happiness with this team on winning the Stanley Cup, then like like what's the point of being a sports fan? Like, absolutely it's supposed to be fun, and this has been. Incredible. I mean, like, it sucks that, like, I feel like I need to bring this up because with one glaring exception made by Bruins management earlier this season, Uh, this is, aside from that, it's been a storybook. I mean, it's been like next to perfect. There's been like nothing to go, obviously the Bruins have dominated in a way that I would say none of us have seen before, but pretty much no one has ever seen before. And they've been fun doing it. Like, there's so many fun storylines with this team. There's characters that have been around for – you have Patrice Bergeron, who's been with this team since he was 18 years old, and now he's the captain, and he's getting one last run. you got David Krejci coming back from Czechia. You've got your young guys, like your Posternox, who is now extended. You've got, like, everything – Hampus Lindholm, who came in, was a stud. The whole Omar swayman dynamic and the fact that they've just been, like, absolutely – astoundingly dominant this season like everything has gone right for the Bruins this year asterisk with that one thing and so like you have to enjoy that but also you know you'll do like this is this is the year winning like if if they you know what I mean that they I, I want to see them when it's gonna be stressful in the playoffs so I'm like real hockey's coming up like I was saying to Chris before the show like we haven't had to watch like real stressful hockey so long
0: yeah meaningful yeah
2: yeah, and, but yet I, I feel like this isn't a team that, like, is too – I don't think they're playing with the the weight of this record, like, on their shoulders. I feel like this – and I've talked about this before, too, but like, I trust this leadership core too much. Like, I feel like this is a team that's playing with confidence and not with, oh, shit, we just ran, you know, whatever, 63, 64 wins, whatever it's going to be here to end the season. Now we need to, like, go win the Stanley Cup. Like, I feel like that's, this is a team that is just confident and – if they lose a game, two games even, I'm not really going to be too hit the panic button. Like, I, I feel like this is a team that can bounce back from things well, is, is obviously has a good veteran core. I don't know. We'll see how things go, but I'm not yeah. terribly – like I'm, I'm anxious, but I'm not necessarily nervous. And yeah, I, also I've come to – and again, this is all with the mega asterisk that if we lose to <laughs> Toronto, we will never speak of this again. <laughs> I want the. I literally want the record of race from the books. Like this season was canceled. COVID happened again. There's another thing. If that happens, we will never speak of this again. But other than that, even if we lose in the first round, I'm still going to look back on the season finally Overall, how can you not? Like it's just been. It's been so fun as a fan.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. That this this is a team that plays with confidence rather than arrogance. Oh. It's. Uh, I think that's a big thing oh. that distinguishes this team from that that lightning team. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like shouts to that lightning team, because obviously they were able to, you know, win a couple of cups after that. But um yeah, th- this feels, this feels different. This feels like that lightning team put their season in cruise control and it felt like cruise control. Mm-hmm. This Bruins team, rested some guys and the guys who played fucking
2: we're playing their goddamn hearts out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're so, still winning by a ton. Yeah.
1: And, and it's not only has that happened and allowed, you know, for this great regular season to continue without really any hiccups. Um It's also, I think just given the team and Jim Montgomery, more confidence in like, I don't know if things aren't going right or if someone gets injured or whatever, we still have this to fall back on. Like that yeah. Aforementioned Bertuzzi Zaka Pasternak line, that's something that has worked. Um and if you feel like you're maybe not getting enough from your scoring depth or whatever, you've got taylor hall and david Krejci that you can put together with whoever you want on that right wing to be another line yeah. so th- just having that depth and pos- positional versatility um not to mention on you know on defense where i mean I, you could craft I think three, four different combinations of guys that you could call a top pairing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, that's something not a lot of teams have where... Yeah, it just... Once again, not arrogance, but it gives me so much confidence that this team is going to be able to, you know, not run their way through the playoffs with no problems, but is going to have... A better chance than any other team to win a series.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's like a it's it's like a weird mix of being like I mean, anytime the playoffs come around and your team is in it, you feel like just a dreadful sense of anxiety about the you know what I mean. But I, like I, maybe that's not even the right word. of just like you know it's it's nerve wracking. But I also think like this team like it gives you that like cool like mid. I feel like I get, like, mid-series, like, calm assessment of the situation vibes from them. Like, you know, like, you're three games into a series, and you're like, all right, I feel – we got a feel for this now, and, like, I think I know how this is going to go. Like, I feel – you know, I get that vibe almost, like, nothing's going to – like Chris said earlier, nothing's going to surprise this team, I guess, is a big thing. It's not, oh, shit, this one thing happened, and this guy got hurt, and now, oh, man, we've never had to do this before. Or, you know, it feels like they can take a lick or two and not really be phased by it. So – which is a i think a unique characteristic for a team that hasn't taken many likes this season like i feel like that was kind of the thing with Tampa like like chris was saying they never were really tested throughout the regular season and so like when it was time they couldn't turn the jets on again and that just doesn't seem like that's going to be an issue i you know we'll
0: see. i just i just think it's going to be interesting how teams match up against them um in like a full playoff series cuz we I mean, we kind of said it before how when you're matching up against a team seven games in a row, potentially mm-hmm. strategies change, players get to know each other, coaches get to know each other, and all their tendencies, um, switching around lineups and stuff, it becomes somewhat of a chess match at that point. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Bruids can hold up to that kind of, I guess, zoned in dissection of their game from the opponent and the adjustments that their opponents make. Um, but at the end of the day, you have the best team on paper. You have the best team, literally, going into the playoffs. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty confident. Like you guys kind of said, I especially Cam, you're saying how I, you think they're confident, but they're really not getting ahead of themselves. I think it's a team that has that leadership to say, hey, we're going to take this one game at a time, one series at a time, um, and not really get carried away by the big picture uh, quite yet. But hopefully – hopefully yeah. we can get carried away by the big it's like a it's like out. an
2: interesting mix of like that but also i think they know like i think there's a sense there that something special too like you saw the video they were tweeting out earlier this week of like crechey from like i don't know earlier this season giving out one of the game pucks and he was like you know I, I don't know what it is but like something in the in this room feels special this year and like even early look at the you go back and listen to this podcast at the end of the season they had that hot start and we were like all right like this has been an impressive start, but like, I remember saying like, at what point is this not like, okay, the Bruins had a really hot start and like, okay, now they're doing something special and like pretty early. It was like 10 games in. We were like, all right, wait, hold on. This seems like this is like a team that's got it. And that was without Martian, like McAvoy at the time. Like it was, you know, that was a very early stage of what this Bruins team would evolve into. And to see it play out as, you know, perfectly as it has has been wild. Quick timeout for a reminder that the and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. It's NBA playoff time, and that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat-same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back of up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Kansas, call one 4700 on behalf of booten Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings sportsbook for details and state specific and gambling resources.
1: I had, a, I had a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. One, just some like checklist things. Some like some real, some a little silly, but so the Bruins just gave up power play goal that ends their ridiculous penalty kill streak. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, oh, they're going to review that. Yeah. No. I don't know if they're going to review that, but, uh, oh no. Uh, so that's one thing where like, I don't know, going into the playoffs with like weird streaks kind of maybe adds some pressure. I think the, the penalty kill streak is, a. Uh, kind of a silly one where like I don't think that's a thing where they're thinking of like worried they're worried about like breaking up this streak of penalty no, goals they don't want to give
2: up the goal <laughs> <But> like,
1: <laughs> same goal I, I think I think vibes wise I don't mind them giving up a, a power play goal there um, the, the big one for me though was Brad Marchand scoring a goal before the end of the season so yeah. that he's not going into the playoffs with yeah. this long streak of games where he hasn't scored a, a goal um And then the other one was kind of related, the Bruins power play getting going. And, you know, we know that this is a talented group of offensive players who can play on the power play. Like it's not markedly different from last year in terms of who you have in those units. And I think the guys that you were adding to those units are better than the ones that they had last year. So, oh man, that was a sick goal. (laughs) I
0: keep I keep like, Let me just tuning away now. to tune into the podcast. <laughs> it was a, a saucer? <laughs> <laughs> it was just but like that's the thing, like that's the thing the
2: right there. You finally gave up the PowerPoint. Wait, was goal. it Garnett
0: Hathaway? It was Garnet Hathaway. Wait, out. wait, wait. We have a meme to tweet out. Remember. Uh, yeah, yeah text i don't <laughs> Go know where my it. phone is it's Not a very
1: generous it. use of the word tomas, true, tomas yes. with an insane saucer past garnet hathaway yeah. he just like batted it out of the air into the net
2: mark that one on your bingo your bingo fucking boards <laughs> i gotta find my phone <laughs> fucking nosic sauce the garnet hathaway uh
1: i mean and shouts to nosic who scored his uh, scored a goal early in the game and that was his 100th point of his career and uh make that one-on-one there and a pretty sick primary assist. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, we we talked for years about depth scoring. And uh, a, a thing that I wanted to bring up is it's not just about like having guys who can score up and down the lineup. It's about, you know, having guys where like you don't even notice if a guy goes cold for a while because everyone else is just picking up the slack. Like I didn't know until a couple of games ago that Martian hadn't scored in however many games. I was just like, I don't know. He seems like he's playing normally and maybe just had some
2: bad puck luck. Dude, like Felger would have been trying to trade him for a six like last year. if That were the (laughs) case. Like, And yeah, you don't even – I didn't know. I really didn't even know until you said it like that that was the thing. It's just not – and that's, and, and that's, that's like, what Drew was saying, these interesting help teams match up. Like, that's been the game plan against the Bruins, right? It's locked down the top line, or maybe, like, the top line and then, like, one of the wingers in the second line, right? Yeah. But, like, you've never had to, all right, even if, like, you shut down this top line, like, I'm confident the Bruins can win a series, knock on wood, without the top line scoring Louisville. Like, it could have with the way they've been scoring this season, it could genuinely happen. And this, like, I just don't know if you're an opposing team how you – you can't. No one can match up with that, and that doesn't mean they're gonna win. Because yeah, anything anything can Hockey now. is hockey is dumb and crazy. Shit happens, um, but it's just like that's the calm. It's just that that
1: are that all depth. these notifications I'm getting from Twitter.
2: Yep. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> it's Drew spawning things. I'm scared to look at this. I don't even know.
1: I sent it to you guys a while ago, and I've been waiting for the moment to use it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, n- no team has the depth the Bruins have. But it's, it's like, Just look down the middle. They have you know, the regular four centers, and then they have Zaka and Trent Frederick who could slot in in any situation. And then on defense, I don't think any team has four defensemen, five defensemen who can match up with the Bruins' top five defensemen. And no disrespect to the sixth defenseman the Bruins have, but like I don't know, the Bruins can go probably nine deep on defense too. Or, like uh, <laughs> you can throw Greer back there, like they've been doing in practice. No, I mean <laughs> just uh, you have you have Jakob Zboril, Mike Riley, uh, Ashan. Like the just that there, are, what is happening? <laughs> I
2: just saw the guard halfway. <laughs> god damn it i fucking quit man <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm really mad that you uh didn't tweet it out with the uh anything is possible quote. <laughs> oh shit i
0: forgot <laughs> uh, well i could we could redo it and no I'll do it's already retweets
1: it, it's little... already on its way <laughs> Uh.
2: And my
0: creative genius, it, it doesn't stop here. I mean, it kind of does. It's only for Bruins junk memes. but It's okay. <laughs> hey, at underscore Derek Paul uh, reacted with two laugh emojis replied. Um, so he is clearly doubled over
1: laughing. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was David Pasternak. Uh, all in one taking care of a hat trick, his 60th goal of the year and his 300th of his career. Um, just <laughs> incredible performance art by, uh, Mike Felger, uh, trying to pretend like David Posternock's not, not good at hockey, but, uh, it's really like witnessed one of the great Bruins performances of all time this year. Um, the he's got like 40 more points than the next closest brew. And it's uh, absolutely incredible. Like any other year we'd be talking about probably a heart trophy for this guy, but uh, Connor McDavid decided to go sicko mode and put up 65 goals and 155 points or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, just good stuff from that guy. Uh, I think that, $11.25 million contract or whatever he signed. Yeah. is an absolute steal. I'm looking so, like more a It's goes. so
2: ridiculous to say. But yeah. Um,
1: do, do either of you know uh, whether Olmark is hurt or if Jeremy Swayman is just in for the hell No, nah,
2: I don't know. Yeah, I saw a tweet saying Olmark yeah, he got, looked uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, he got stretchered off. That's why he looked uncomfortable <laughs> after <laughs> I mean, shouts to Charlie Lindgren, who uh, oh, made no. two Perfect. of the most incredible saves I've seen all year uh and then did have to leave the game with oh here the,
0: here's the replay that i'm seeing oh ooh, yeah that was a little awkward it was like he was trying to like do a split go into the right post and then like it just didn't work out like one of the legs kind of gave a little bit on him
1: well i'm glad that mm-hmm. can't be blamed on me because i when i was going through all the depth i almost went and you know if one of the bruins goaltenders gets injured not many teams have a number two who can come in and you know basically be the same um but we do it's still very scary, scary. <laughs> <It is my laughs> oh one. yeah yeah that makes me nervous for sure i i would much rather have olmark in that you know you want the vesna winner in that instead of yeah. you know the really good backup but
0: and so the, what where are they for that uh award that is like the best goals against oh, the jennings oh, yeah uh, i mean they're Got are in the lead i don't yeah. think there's even close okay. <laughs> good because uh you know j sway needs needs some uh, some hardware needs some hardware yeah j sway get that hardware um hashtag make it trending um yeah i've always uh, loved that award though because it's just like one of the two goaltenders can just like ride the coattails of the
1: other and get an nhl award it's the whose defensive structure is best (laughs) really that's
2: what it comes (laughs) out to as well Uh, i obviously wouldn't hate to see nothing more oh
1: hathaway just put it off the pipe Oh, all
0: right. Oh, uh, that would have been that would have done great for our meme uh, <laughs> engagement. Also, <laughs> a guy named Real Jack Edwards liked it, uh, and I was like, I thought he was busy right now, but uh, <laughs> it, wasn't the, it wasn't the
2: real real. It wasn't, yeah, he's busy was checking, checking bruise and bruise Twitter. Uh, I was going to say, I obviously would hate nothing more than to see Jeremy screaming get hurt, but there would be something in an alternate reality. Hilarious about some guy being in net when the Bruins set the uh, record for the most wins <laughs> or, or points or whatever the fuck. Be crazy. Brandon Bussey
1: uh, would be the gold center in that yeah. situation. I mean, not tonight, I don't think. But uh, if Swayman were to
2: get injured and
1: Olmark were to be injured because they no longer... Oh, I meant it looks like
2: yeah. But for like right now. Yeah, right uh, now. I don't know who it would be. Be much less funny
1: in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, I think Tyler Bertuzzi's fit in really well. He has a golden night and a couple of dope passes. As a golden night,
2: uh, let's do it again soon, fellas. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. um Yeah, if we like continued this podcast and not let it die. Though we could. You tell us what we should do by going <laughs> to com. You can email us at bruisingbruins at gmail.com. You can add us on Twitter at and Bruins or Instagram at Bruce and Bruins, which for years we've talked about doing more with and we yet to have done more with our Instagram. So get us, get on us about that. Also, if you we've had you on before, Um, And you'd like to come on again. Bother us because we've been meaning to invite you most likely. Yeah, there's
1: literally no one that we've had on our podcast that we're just uh, avoiding bringing back.
0: Uh, Billy Jaffe.
1: I would have Billy Jaffe. Jaffe
0: Same, same. I'm just more avoiding asking because the the (laughs) answer is going to be no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I saw he was on a different Bruins podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. I wanted to listen just we, to see if he was also unenthused about being on that one.
2: We, uh, uh, we I need... would like to have him back on and just really lean into him, like not wanting to be there. Just like see how much we can drag out. Well, of Wasn't well, he hungover too? He said
0: he's not having a beer because he was hammered the night before. Basically. I don't
1: remember him saying that specifically, but <laughs> he did that, like... He did drink coffee on our podcast instead of beer. Like he, well, well of... he was yeah, it's still a so you
0: know he's trying to promote his own podcast. Yeah. Morning um, brew. Speaking of that podcast, we should have Razor on sometime, but I don't think Jaffe will like give us
1: the <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's funny. Like each time I, I was thinking about hitting up either, you know, Razor or Sophia and being like, hey, you want to come on the pod? And then, like, the first thing would be like, yeah, we've had your co-worker on also, but, like, don't ask him about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't
2: ask him about it. No, I think it would be much better if we get him on. And just be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, so, like, Billy came on and he fucking hated it. it hey, we, we'll be like, hey, do you know Lauren
1: Campbell? We've <laughs> <laughs> had her
2: She's Ask master. her about
0: us. <laughs> Billy Jeff, you've had two, but ask I, Lauren. <laughs> I, I've also
1: been meaning to ask Lauren if she wants to come back on. But we uh you know just been really bad about that this we year. We also
0: are like pro writer friends are also super busy with this yeah. season. So uh, like and it turns out they're writing a lot. <laughs> it uh, turns but... out
2: there's a lot to Describes. write. Scribes, scribes are very busy this time of year. Describe
0: this team in 63 words. Ready, go. Poignant. Point. <laughs> <Poing-gen. laughs> <Poing-gen. laughs>
1: I (laughs) got it!